Hi everyone and welcome back to Menline Matrice. Um, tonight we're going to be talking to Shane and, and Shane was um, diagnosed with melanoma and I believe he got to unfortunately stage 3B. Is that right Shane? That's correct. Yeah, that certainly is. Okay, so um, we're just going to be talking to Shane about how obviously his journey has panned out and how he's dealt with um, a few issues that have cropped up along the way and just how he found his mole and, and etc. Um, so if you could just tell me, Shane, a bit about yourself first of all. Uh, yeah, um, hey, I'm Shane McCormick. I live in uh, a town called Fair Oak uh, in Southampton and I used to work as a landscape uh, contractor many years ago, so working uh, on building sites and stuff. Um, and that's my background. Okay. So when did you very first see this mole and how did you come about it? Um, I, I think it was 2017. I, I, I used to work outside um, and being, a, a, I would say, a typical builder, you know, sunscreen, and that wasn't one of the first things that you... you you put on your back yeah um and i think it was just a case of i went for a, a general checkup um and they found that well at home we found like a, a suspicious mark on my back uh, went to the doctors to see what it was and they sort of raised concerns um over the look, touch feel of it and within um a couple of days i was I had an appointment at Winchester, uh, Winchester Hospital to, to get it checked. Um, and they were, look, I think we need to get it removed. Yeah. Um, and it was quite, it was, okay, that's concerning. Uh, and then I think within sort of two weeks, you know, it's the dreaded phone call, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, can you come in and see us? Uh, but it was quick. It was it, you know, yeah. Very quick. And um, yeah, pretty much sat down and um, and told it was a it was a melanoma and um, handed the leaflets and you know of what to expect and what to do. Um, at that stage, and, sorry, at that stage, did you know anything about melanoma at all, Shane? At all? No, I didn't. Um, nowhere near what I know now, and I think it's, that's probably why I'd speak about it quite a bit. Certainly within uh, my industry, you know, builders, merchants, builder world. Um, yeah, that's why I probably know more about it now than, than ever before. But no, I didn't. I just took it for granted. Of it's course. Just one of those things. Yeah. I think I, and sometimes you don't realise it until it hits you. No, no, definitely um, not. And it was a case of, you know, you know, I think they wanted to do a wiser, a wider incision just to sort of make sure they get it out. Um, and then lymph node biopsy in McGoin. And... That was it. They had, I, I think I went back, had it done, and everything was sort of come back all great uh, and fine. And it was, Shane, you, it was, there was no sign of evidence, uh, evidence of disease, and that was what I thought yeah. was the end of it. So you got an all clear from your wider excision and your lymph node by, um, check as well. That was all clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it came back all clear. Um, and that was, yeah, that was 17. Come um, 18... Uh, 2018, I, I went, uh, how it came back um, was I, I I went to an event through work and I sort of woke up the following day like I had, um, I'd been to the gym yeah. and was sort of drunk, I felt quite 
ill, didn't feel like myself, and I sort of realised I had a um, a lump under my arm. Right. And they measured it as 10 centimetres. Wow. Like a 10 centimetre ball. And it appeared overnight. Jeez, um, yeah. Literally. Um, and I, stupidly, me being me, I actually went to work the following day. Really? Um, I just, just didn't put two and two together. No, no. No. Um, just, you know, you, you jump on you know, Google, you do your Google searches as everybody does. Yeah. Um, under realising of what it actually is. And um, I, at work, I just didn't feel right. And yeah. I literally drove uh, from work straight to A&E um, and they sort of took me in and um, it sort of all kicked, kicked off again. Wow. Uh, unfortunately for me, they couldn't do it. They couldn't, um, had to do, uh, had to do obviously a scan to see what it was. Yep. But it wasn't until, uh, that was late November, but it wasn't until uh, they did a biopsy and three days before uh, Christmas, they actually confirmed that cancer had returned. Oh, God. And I guess it's that it's that moment where you just think, you know, like like you just said, I don't think until you're in it and you're and it's happening, you don't realise it's, it's actually happening, if you know what I mean. It's almost like an out-of-body experience, and I can only relate to that through my my dad's one coming back and and still till until when he got diagnosed we still thought oh no it can't be oh it can't but you know you just yeah. you just think that don't you and you just never think um that it's going to come back you just you just continue with your life i guess so yeah, I, I think on the first one it was just like okay yeah and it was quite like a matter of fact I, i'm not gonna say it was yeah when the first time i was diagnosed it was there you go there's a leaf flip um, and it really shook you. Yeah. Uh, I think it does with everyone. Yeah. You just hear those words. Um, and it's, your life changes. I know. Your life changes there, there on. And I think you're constantly always looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. You know, just because you are clear doesn't mean. No. Um, and I think we've spoke about that before, haven't we, Shane? About I think I remember seeing one of your statuses on Facebook how you expressed that yes, I've, you know, I am clear in a certain way, but I don't think you ever really relax with it ever being in your life. You're consistently any bump, lump, or movement or anything that's not right. Your your mind goes straight back to it, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. I don't think you 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 ever. Um... Yeah, there's positivity, and I always try and be positive. Of course, yeah. Life and across, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, their mentality and you look on life changes. Yeah. And mine really did. But yeah. That, you know, the scan anxiety, you know, that scan, that weight, that um, is everything okay? Is that hump, that bump, that mole, that yeah. record? Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, you know, whether that's a reaction to just, just anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just living with it day in, day out, isn't it? And having that fear, I think, of having it in the back of your mind. But um, I, I'm, I'm a great believer in keeping a good mindset and, and trying not to let them dark thoughts. But it, it can really just get away with you, can't it, some days? And you really just go, go down that road and there's no stopping it. I guess you just have to ride that little that little storm and come out of it with, with a positive mindset. That's what, that's what I do anyway. No, I, I'm totally with you. I, I, you know, nothing's... Um the thoughts are always there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, for those people, um, you know, 
I'm probably with everybody else. Those thoughts are always there. You can still be positive. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't stop you from thinking about you know, those rubbish thoughts. No, so. yeah, no, exactly that. And how do your how does your family deal with it and that, Shane? How have they dealt with it? Uh, with, after the second diagnosis, I think that Christmas was, was pants. Yeah. You know, I've got two kids, um, obviously a lot older now. Um, but it was... Uh, I think we held a, a bit back from them. Yeah. Simple as that. You know, we, you know, you want to protect your kids. Of course. And I think we protected them, but we wanted to tell them yeah. um, and let them know what was going on. But there was that other side that you didn't really want to let them know. No. You know at what stage and what was actually going on. You know, dad's going to go in the hospital and, you know, you know, had bits taken out of him and mm. stuff, you know, cancer removed. And you, I didn't really want to go into it. That no, no. It was so, my wife would tell you this in the diagnosis um, was put through. It was, right, let's jump on the Google. Let's see what we yeah. can find out. Yeah. It was, let's see what the, the operation was about. Yeah. You know, every single word that the doctor spoke about, it was, yeah, let's research it. Yeah. And I used to, I, I didn't want to know. I, was, I did not necessarily buried the head in the sand. I um, the doctors were only going to tell me um, what was actually happening, so mm. I actually chose to not go searching on the internet. That's good. That's really good. Um, yeah. I think it's otherwise you you can go down. Oh many, yeah. Many, many many different routes if you if you a keyboard if you yeah. the keyboard and start typing it in. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of positive stuff um, that yeah you'll find from people's stories, and it's not all about no. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah. There's a lot of more powerful stories out there. Yeah. That just because you've got cancer doesn't mean that these things will happen to you. No, that's right, exactly that. Um, so when yeah, you was... Family, sorry, go on. I was going to say, family was so supportive. That's, it was just, everybody jumped in, uh, and, you know, work did, family did. That's uh, good. When um, I did have um, the second op to remove the lump, um, sorry, to uh, the biopsy they found, obviously, that's removed the lymph nodes under my arm. Yep. Um, and yeah, again, that, that changed. And I then had to jump on immunotherapy for a year. Yes, that's, that was my next question. So, obviously, when they found the lump, they biopsy it and they confirmed that it was melanoma, your next step was obviously treatment. Yeah. And, and that was immune therapy for, for one year, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was for one year. My first two were done. Um, in the hospital, yeah, uh, and I think it was making sure, obviously, reactions and stuff that yeah, I didn't react, and then I had the opportunity for me to have mine done at home. That's so good, isn't um, it? Yes, yeah, good. Which was brilliant. Yeah, uh, you know, and it was, it was under, you know, they would give me a time or they would work around me. That's good. Uh, they come to my home, they're set up at home, and they, it was just. It, it, it was brilliant. It was like that personal service. Yeah. You could re- relax. Um, I um, didn't have any reactions, but afterwards I felt really, really, really tired. Did you, and yeah. I would wipe me out for the, the afternoon, and I could really feel it coming on. Um, well, that's it, it that's was, quite a nice touch, though, isn't it, to have it at home. And almost as strange as this sounds, it probably puts a little bit of normal into the situation. 
do you get what I mean? Because you're you're in your own environment, you probably feel a lot safer being there, and you know you got your family and that around you. Yeah. I think the first time when I had it done um, at hospital, my wife came in, and we were able to, yeah, you know, you know, you, you've got that experience, I suppose, of what it's like. Mm. And it, it was quite daunting. Yeah. That, Can imagine. Uh, yeah, mm. I'm there for a reason. Yeah. Um, coming away and having it done at home. I was able to have friends and family come over and yeah. they support just by being there. Yeah. Whilst I was having the infusion. Yeah. And it, it felt more relaxing. Yeah. More relaxing. I think so too. And that, I think that, yeah, that's definitely something that I would find a bit more comforting to be at home. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly like hospitals, but that's mainly just because of you know, previous experience with my dad and stuff, you know, like you've, someone's had a bad experience with a specific place and I I just didn't really, you know, a lot of bad memories come from my dad being in hospital. So I feel that that would definitely, if I was to ever have a treatment, but yeah, definitely um kind of help the situation. Um, but yeah, so moving on now, so I've just got a, um, just looking at the question. So from then on, what, what happened? So you obviously had your immune therapy and life, did life go back to normal? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, so after the year of treatment, it was, as you do, it's um, scans every six months just to make sure um, and regular dermatology checks. And um, thankfully, I've actually got uh, mole mapping on Tuesday. Brilliant. Um, which uh, I take from you, Lisa, and actually it's something that uh, I see uh, you doing it. Yeah. I've never asked for mine to be done yep. um, and I did and within two weeks they've got me straight in oh fantastic so, um, that's I good news I don't think I would have done that uh, I certainly wouldn't have asked for it in, in the first place because um, I remember actually from the dermatology days it, or the early stages it was uh, okay you're quite a, a freaky moly guy mm. and that's a, a, again a concern when you know that um, it, it can just change exactly just, that yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it is, and it just gives so much reassurance, does it? I mean, like, are you, I mean, you obviously know I obviously found another one in February this year, and and um, and I, I regularly take photos anyway, but now I have mole mapping done every six months, and I've got to be honest with you, I think without the mole mapping for me, my anxiety would be absolutely through the roof. Um, I get a lot of reassurance knowing that every six months I am being checked and these moles are being looked at, you know, like. And it just it just ticks a little box for me to to worry less a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's yeah. it is all psychological, and this is I, I do believe that this journey is a lot to do with that, as well as um you know physically having scars and stuff on our body. But um I get I get a lot out of having the mole mapping. Yeah, so that's brilliant news that you're getting that done. Is it is it local to you? Do you have to? Is it on the NHS in your area? Yeah, no, it's, it's local. I, I, you know, I've got private healthcare with with. Uh, would work anyway but Brilliant. I never actually used it because it has been you know I've always seen the doctor when I needed to yeah and I cannot shout um, loud enough about my treatment and how the way that you know I see it on the news and some um, patients haven't been seen but from my experience they've literally grabbed hold of me and sorted you out yeah really sorted me out yeah that's good any concern 
I just I can't fault it. That's so good. It's nice to hear, isn't it? And I think that does go under the radar sometimes because there's almost we always talk about almost the negative sometimes of the NHS, you know. But there are they do such a good job, and um, it's nice to hear that you you know you was looked after very quickly. Like you said, it happened really quickly, didn't you, when your first mole came off, and it all kind of went from there. Literally, nothing's been ever too much. You know, the phone calls I've had, the, the treatment that I've had, and being looked after um, for the people down at Southampton, just they've just been amazing. Oh, that's really that's great. really nice to hear. Um, so, what would your advice be um, for someone who has experienced melanoma? Um, talking to somebody who <laughs> should I say that it doesn't really care too much about their skin. Um, it has a bit of a blase attitude towards it, probably as we both was, really. Well, would you agree? We were probably both like that, yeah. Both of us are very similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I think uh, until I think until your your yeah your palms are crossed with this. Yeah. Then most people out there are quite blase. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you don't really realise the severity of no. how life does change for you mm. and it's not just the you know I, I now have a lymphedema sleeve right I've got to wear yep. my changes are like yourself you, you're factor 50 up you've got a hat on you yeah. on holiday you've got um, your insurance cover changes that's it you've got all these like, all these life changes mm. that some people just it's not just a case of um, melanoma yeah lots of other lots of other factors that people don't get like the mental health side yeah like that understanding of you know you're going to go in for treatment um there's lots of yeah you know, so people much can't about it. no no and yeah. i've tried to do exactly like yourself you know being open about talking about it yeah for me there's no shame in it no nope. um i certainly thought about you know i've certainly thought about how will people react um and even you know that's different you yeah know, people just think that you're clear those those thoughts and those those um that everything's going to be okay for you yeah but for somebody that has got it uh, or ha- hasn't got it i think it's don't just take, don't take life for granted. No, yeah. no. I think if we both could turn back the clock, I think, you know, had the knowledge that we do have now, I think that obviously we wouldn't be in the position that we are now. Do you get what I mean? I think well, I think anyone with melanoma would speak the same. And that's all we're trying to do, aren't we, is we're just trying to tell people to just look after their, you know, their skin and just be aware of skin cancer because I just don't think it's it's just not out there is it you know like it's just not it's just not out there with with and it is one that I think it's one of the top five cancers now believe it or not um so it's like it's bizarre isn't it how it's not spoke about enough and yet um I got caught I was a landscape uh, a contractor I would work on sites building sites gardens and I got caught yeah uh, just you know i was very naive i didn't respect the sun mm-hmm. um and you know and that's it for me to try and raise awareness that you know i work within that industry with builders and bricklayers and you know and i see it a lot yeah um, day in day out i guess yeah day in day out yeah and i know actually from my story i've been able to 
um, raise awareness and change opinions. Yeah. Um, and, and some people have actually used nail sunscreen within their PPE. Lovely. Um, uh, which is just, you know, a, a small minor part, mm. but it's also a, a major part of, um, you know, self-protection. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, when we do stuff like that, I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's my process of healing as well through the through through it all like if i can help other people to understand the dangers and if they look at me and go well if it can happen to her and her dad then well it can happen to me and i almost get a lot a lot out of that because i feel like well i can't turn back the clock i can't change what i've done and i can't turn back the fact that i abuse my skin but I can help other people and I just feel like that is a driving force for me. And I think for a lot of people who are willing to talk about it, um, it just gives you that little bit of an extra push because if there's one person that just checks their skin or that mole, you could have potentially saved their life. That's it. To, and that's all it takes. Yeah. Like I said, I think there's a lot of people that um, probably don't respect that until they actually find themselves in the same position. Same position, yeah. Yeah. And then it's, I, I wish um, I could change it. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And we're all paying the price now for the mistakes that we've made, so hopefully we can just educate people. That's all we're here for, isn't it, to educate people and just for them to sit up and listen. Um, uh, and hopefully they do, and that's that's the outcome to just reduce the skin cancer rate. Hopefully, and people will, because I think we all just come from a generation, don't we, where it just wasn't spoke about. It wasn't, you know, it just it wasn't spoke about at all. I, d- I don't think I ever knew anything about melanoma until obviously it happened to my dad, um, and then even after that, I just thought he had bad luck, you know, like um, oh, it was a mole, and it was just you know he had bad luck, but. You know, you do your research and you find out and, and you go from there and you live and learn, I guess, don't you, through your mistakes? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I can tell you now, my, my wife, um, my kids, my family are very supportive of what I do within talking about it. That's good. They're more, they're aware of um, the story, me self-promoting about the awareness mm-hmm. uh, and also about, you know, they're probably more now aware of my thing. I hope my kids now have got that a better understanding of it yeah. and how it's affected me. And I'd like to see, you know, I'd say yeah, friends on Facebook or or Instagram have actually seen that story as well. So they're a bit more aware of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's just what everyone wants, really. Well, of course it is. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your story. I really do appreciate it. And you have been obviously clear now for, is it since last April 2020? Uh, yeah, so since last April, I'm, uh, I'm clear. Brilliant uh, news. Um, yeah, which is, uh, which is fantastic news. Yeah. It's like, yeah it's, uh, that's anxiety, that moment to get that, that news is uh, for everybody that's going through it. You know, exactly the same feeling for everyone yeah yeah well thank you again for coming on Shane I really do appreciate you being so open and talking about it all um and yeah we will definitely I mean we're friends on Facebook so I'm not going anywhere nor you (laughs) you can't get rid of me now um (laughs) but yeah thanks again and um we will definitely speak soon all right lovely take care Shane see ya Bye bye bye